Okay, so ah, 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 <laughs> intro the um, what's that theme music that it's like? Uh, um, the Warner Brothers, Universal Pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And it's like so dramatic, and you're deaf, and you're like, I can't hear the movie, but I'm really happy that I was here for this moment. So. My favorite is actually the MGM one where the lion's like, oh, you know, so I don't know <laughs> if it's true, but I heard that that lion killed its handler. So poor lion in captivity. This, I mean, like, this is what you get. Wild animal. Yeah. Leave, uh, leave the lions alone, world. Just record a roar and then, like, have a guy dressed up as a lion. And there, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's the one thing that I really do appreciate about technology is that we've gotten to the point now where we can just CGI a lion. Love that. Joe Exotic has entered the chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking for a Baskin, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Robbins. Okay. <laughs> Sharp left. Anyway. <laughs> so as we've all been aware for a very long time, Emma is the greatest with money that there ever was. Obviously. Soon the treasury... Like, we need you to budget us. I'm actually shocked that, like, major financial authorities like the World Bank don't ask for your opinion more often because you could really genuinely change their lives. I mean, I'm just saying, guys, like, I'm the queen of budgeting and saving mm-hmm. and not making unwise and very impulsive decisions. That exactly. being said, there's always room for improvement. So I'm, I'm trying this new thing. It's called self-control. Mm. And... I, Do we know her? <laughs> I so previously I've been very much like you can't sit with us kind of attitude mm-hmm, about this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since let her like sit at the end of the table, and I'm like, what is she eating? Because that's like what's really gonna like let me sit closer to me. Sort of is she eating fish? Because if she is, like way down there, sort of thing. Like stay away. But girls on a chicken tenders vibe. So we were like, come on over because who doesn't love that? Come on over. So. I have decided to try only Uber eating on the weekends and forcing myself to eat groceries throughout the week. And let me tell you, it will not be easy, but I am determined to make the change because I spent an obnoxious amount on groceries and I was like, I have to use these or I've really hit rock bottom. So yeah, we, we try to limit ourselves to like one to two takeouts a week. But it honestly is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like we had Chinese food today because we found two Chinese places that do gluten-free near us, which is lit. Like, like so rare. Oh, so good. <laughs> like. And um, yeah, it's it's a temptation. It's Temptation Island, some Truly. would say. I uh, live on it. And so I've since built a hut on like, maybe don't do that on the inlet, like that going that way, you know? So it's like... Mm-hmm. But it's only a hop, skip, and a jump away. So, like, who can say what's going to happen? But right <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try not to. I'm trying not to wade the river, you know, because this is an island with a river. That's what I've decided. So it's more like a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of Temptation Island, I have been watching a series that I feel the need to talk to you about, and I avoided talking to you about it because obviously we can only talk about it with our third friend the team i've been watching this show over the last week and a half i finished the most recent series which is pretty on pace for me it's very on brand for her uh i like to finish shows quickly with a quickness so the show is called celebrity x on the beach which is an mtv offshoot of x on the beach 
So Never the heard point, of it. I would just like to point out. <laughs> me, the reality TV show connoisseur, obviously. So shocking that you I haven't heard about me. this reality I can't TV believe show. it. So I, I kind of, it's always on the like recommended watches for you because I love trashy reality TV. It's like sure, my sure. favorite it's outlet. Thing. It's my thing. And I'm not looking at these people, for those who would come, Karen, to criticize, I'm not looking at these people as lifestyle role models. I'm not looking at these people as gurus for my spiritual journey. You know what I'm enjoying? I really hope the not. The entertainment. The entertainment. So, um, do we want to say that word that way? <laughs> so, anyway, this show's premise is really interesting, and I wanted to tell you about it. Okay, so tell me everything. It's quite literally an X on the beach. So these celebrities come in and of course they're there to find love, you know, the usual romantic shtick of like, oh, I'm here to find love. I've never found love in Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. What Wherever does it all mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> so anyway, they come into this villa in Spain and then literally every single episode is a different person's ex arriving to the villa. And does that shake up the relationships? Does okay. it change the dynamics? But I just thought it was a fascinating concept. So I wanted to ask you, Emma. Okay. You've been accepted at, onto X on the Beach. Oh, you're no. You're now a celebrity. It's very exciting. Oh, very exciting. And so there are some guys in the villa that you're like interested in. You're feeling it out. You're not really sure yet. It's only been a few days. And then you get a text that says you have to go down to the beach to meet one of your exes. Oh. Now, keep in mind that MTV okay. is going to be looking for entertainment value. So okay. they're going to be looking for which X is going to make you the most uncomfortable. And those will be like the threshold of people that will come walking out of the ocean to meet you and have a discussion. Sometimes it's a confrontation. Sometimes they want to win you back. Nobody knows. So I would like to ask you, what would be going through your mind if you were to meet an X on the beach? I'm getting hives right now. Just thinking about <laughs> it. actually breaking out. <laughs> um, it depends on the X, but if I see all three of them, now keep in mind that they're going like out of the ocean like a model like walking Ew, please yeah no. and it's like so lingering the camera work is so much like you're you're watching this like slightly shaded figure come out of the water for about two minutes before they actually are like okay this is who it is okay um my first thought would be like i feel like you don't look as good as you think you do but it's fine. Um, is it necessary for you to like washboard the water? I don't think so. Also, like skinny abs don't count. Let's just revisit that thought. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> your skeletal structure. <laughs> that's just your bones and your muscles because they're right there under the surface. Like your abdominals are just there. Like you did it. Good job. <sighs> Always, like, it's just what I'm thinking or like, what am I going to say to them? What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? Because thinking, they have these like confessional interviews as they're waiting for who's going to come out of the ocean that I'm picturing you in right now. Uh, okay. I don't know what the usual reaction is because I don't watch the show, obviously. So like, I don't know if anyone's like, oh, the one that got away. Like for me, it's like, I am the one that got away and you're about to learn right now. Like It's usually a lot like that, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Like there's not a single part of me that's going to look at you and like think like I made a good decision deciding to date you. Like there's a song called save myself. And that's what would be going through my head right now. Like if I see them, like I could have saved myself literally half my twenties. If I had known what a piece of shit you were like, I wish I had known, but here we are. hindsight is indeed 2020 and your girl learned a thing or two. So really all I would think is like, I'm happy that you were as bad as you were. 
because I'm a great person for it. Mm. Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Peace and blessings. (laughs) So that was the end of Excellent Beach, but I just thought it was like kind of a fascinating construct because at the end of it, you all go home. So if you found a person that you like, which usually on celebrity dating shows, you don't, but they've found couples or whatever. Does anyone, so it has no one stays together. Has any bachelor or bachelorette couple ever lasted? I think there's two. How many seasons are there? Like 30 plus? 37 or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but there are two or three that have made it. So anyway. So. So we had a doggy date today. Oh. It was really nice. It was with friends of ours who are also a married couple. So it was really nice to catch up with them. But they have a new puppy. And (laughs) our dog is 10. It's my husband's dog. But now we co-parent. So it's our dog. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So uh, we basically had like a little doggy date so that they could hang out because the puppy, her she's called Lexi, hasn't really had a ton of interaction. Like she's had some at parks, but like not a ton of interactions with dog. She hasn't had a ton of interactions with dogs. Dogs. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, with other pets. Complicated. Dog socialization. <laughs> so. But you know, I think it's like one thing that's really overlooked in raising pets a lot of the time yeah. and people are like so confused like why isn't my dog friendly towards other dogs it's like well has it ever met another dog you're scaring the crap out of it every time you take it outside because yeah. you haven't shown it that other dogs can be trusted mm-hmm. so anyway we we went on a walk in a park and then had like a coffee in their garden it was lovely mm-hmm. but it gave me such an insight into what it's going to be like to have kids and it was like a full 360 moment for me because we were doing that thing that parents do where they're like oh my baby does this this and this and then my baby does this this and this yeah oh and then did you do this thing with your baby and I was like oh my god and you can hear yourself being annoying <laughs> and you can't stop you but you step through the window like you're through the looking glass it's happened mm-hmm. and you're enjoying the chat which is the weirdest part because mm-hmm. they were talking about crate training and I was like oh we almost got a crate blah, 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 blah. I'm like oh my gosh this is gonna be my future behold mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was very interesting and it was one of those like weird deja vu trippy moments where you're like wow but mm-hmm. like yeah, deja vu, but in like a foresight sense. Yeah, it was a futuristic. Deja like vu. someday I'm going to look back and be like, oh, what was that? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, terrifying. We are close. <laughs> I was in Target the other day because I'm basic and I live at Target. Yeah, it's sweet. And y'all, y'all need to stop letting me go unsupervised. Bad things happen. <laughs> Bad things. I <laughs> think we need to agree upon supervised visitation times oh. and like st- I need an escort outside to like check in with. <laughs> of the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I propose. So anyway. I was at the cash register and I'm just chit-chatting with the girl and this baby starts screaming and the cashier next to us is free now. So like they have to, there's a mediator who like directs people for like social distancing purposes. And so the cashier next to us is like, Hey, like, cause she can't find the mediator. She's asking my cashier, like, have you seen so-and-so? And she's like, just stay quiet. Cause you're going to get the screaming baby. And then lo and behold, here comes the screaming baby. And I was like, we are closed. Like we were all like laughing about it. Cause I was like, kids, I was like, man, kids are so annoying. <laughs> and they are like, I love kids. Don't get me wrong. And I will really love my kids. Yeah. Other people's kids. I'm just like cease and desist. Yeah. Quit now. I I'm still in the phase of like, I thoroughly enjoy kids. I love hanging out with kids. I treasure the moment where I get to hand them back to their parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in that space where like, I do enjoy 
hanging out with toddlers. A lot of our friends have kids and like, I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with them, babysitting. Great fun for me. That moment where I can go shoop and then, <laughs> and then go to my bed and like not have any babies is beautiful. Bliss. Yeah. So my friend Betsy has, a, I think he just turned five, maybe six. I think he's five. And Ellie, who's like two or three, um, love them to death. Like I've watched them both be born, grow up, like they're fab. But the moment I get to go home, I'm like, bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Because they're always like, you know, in that, that age, like it's fun. But at the same time, they need constant attention at that age. You know, like want to play, want to play, want to play all of the time. And it's like, I don't want to play this game, but I feel like I can't say no. Yeah. You know, so yeah. anyway. Yeah. So doggy dates, babysitting, children, same thing. Mm-hmm. That's the moral of the story. It's identical. It's identical. So. I have heard the news has reached me that oh. you have some rants. I have had a couple of moments to myself this week. She's where... been bottling them up, <laughs> making a perfume. Um, so <laughs> called rant by Emma. <laughs> a rant you rant for the kids. It's the milder version. Um, okay, so here's my thing. I am now fully vaccinated. I believe in medical science. I believe in the vaccine. Um, and I believe about caring for others. So Man, honey. Um, I'm into it. That being said, the people have shown their true colors with this vaccine. So there was a TikTok video I was watching. Um, and it was like, it was Cuomo. Is, he's, on, he's on CNN, right? The, the, man, the yeah. brother of Governor Cuomo. Yeah. Andrew or something like that. I can't remember which it's is like which. Nick and someone else. Cuomo. I can't remember. The, yeah. the Cuomo's. One of them is on CNN. Oh, Mike. Mike is one of them. I don't know which one is which. One of them is my governor. So I really <laughs> My favorite know. was watching the video. Just a brief tirade. Mm-hmm. My favorite was watching the video of them arguing and being like, you should have called mom. <laughs> they were genuinely having like I a back and forth argument. A about like, moment. Mm, well, dad hates you. So <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you were adopted. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. But one of them is on a major news outlet. Do we want to say yeah. nepotism? I don't know. But it's like um, schmepotism. Like we don't know if it's nepotism, but it's close. <laughs> like yeah, that's like the cousin. So which is still nepotism. We've come full circle. So anyway, I digress. There was another. I don't know who she was. A woman who sounded like a, a medical professional of some sort. You know, because she's talking about the vaccine and she's saying. What people need to realize is the vaccine is the doorway to normal society, to a normal civil- right. like civilization. Like this is what's going to get us back to a point where we can freely open things. Yes. And she's like, but there are some states who are just hundred percent and COVID is never going to end. If you do that, if you don't require vaccines and you open hundred percent COVID will forever be ongoing and we will be stuck in this cycle forever. It will forever. ruin your economy because eventually this is what they had a lockdown for us for, because although the U.S. has paid healthcare, we have nationalized healthcare. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have completely free medical coverage forever. There is mm-hmm. nothing that could happen to you that they would not cover you for, unless it was like plastic surgery. You know, mm-hmm. but like no medical trauma could happen to you, and you're not covered. So there were going to be so many COVID patients that there would literally not be a bed to put them in. Right. Which is why- centers, et cetera. Now people in the States don't see that because you pay for your medical coverage. So you feel like you have this entitlement, but eventually the number of sick people will outpace the open beds, no matter how much you pay for your insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was um, something someone else brought up with who was saying like, because there was like a few videos that like were on my for you page around this topic. 
And of course, everyone in the comments was like, sheep, bleh, you're stupid, tracking chips, you know, like the regular propaganda, the fear mongering. And let me just say that fear mongering is not a medical debate. It is not a viable debate in the face of medical science. Please don't come at me with it. Provide me sources of your fear mongering and then we can have a, like a civilized conversation. But if you're just like, yeah, well, people in Europe have said that it causes clotting. So they're not giving it anymore. And it's like, can you tell me which countries? Can you tell me? Yeah. Which? Yeah. So it's the AstraZeneca one and it's a small proportion of cases. Right. Very small though. Like 10% where they were causing clotting, which if you are older, you are at higher risk for and could mm -hmm. cause more medical issues. Right. For which reason they withdrew the AstraZeneca vaccine, but it's not ineffective against COVID or going to kill you. It's just, there is a slight medical risk that would affect a large proportion of their population for which they declined to continue with AstraZeneca. Right. So but how, like, there's also more than one version of the vaccination. At there's five. So, but, so they're, but they're saying like, oh, well, they're not vac vaccinating at all then. And it's like, no, they just no. pulled a particular type of vaccine yeah. that they saw could be a potential issue for some of their people. Yeah. But that's not what you said. You said like Europe, five European countries have pulled like vaccination. And it's like, that's well, not I totally understand people who are saying I feel uncomfortable because there's not been enough testing. And I, I hear you on that because I understand that it's scary for you. My reaction to that is just, we had forced vaccinations because you couldn't go to school in my state unless you had a certain number of vaccines. Right. So I was jabbed when I was a kid and we had the flu jab, like that's the British way of saying vaccine, sorry. They, they had a, you always had the vaccine every single year. So for me, I'm like, if I didn't check then, why would I check now? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel fine. But I think with any medical coverage, you're going to have some sort of risk. What I would say is you are still going to be better off than if you got long COVID, which is now the risk, because most people who are going to die from COVID that have not yet been vaccinated have already passed away. Mm -hmm. Like the medical reality is the people who are the most vulnerable were rightly so the starting point of the vaccine. So you've probably already had like the pathway in front of you, if that makes sense medically. Mm -hmm. But if you now choose not to get vaccinated, you do have the risk of long COVID, which I have uh, millennial friends who have long COVID and it's terrible. Like their breathing capacity is still diminished after a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and so the, the rumor, you know, whatever you want to call it, the speculation rather is that COVID was in the States December of 2019 ish was like, which it should have been because almost all the way around the world, that was true. Right. So I got extraordinarily sick in January. Like I did not, COVID testing was not a thing. I was not tested no. for COVID. I don't know if I for sure 100% had COVID. I'm 98% right. sure that I had COVID. Right. It was the sickest I've ever been in my whole life. And it lasted a month a month of this of just like, I can't breathe. I'm like literally hacking up the lung, but I'm also, I also have a fever. And what's great is I still had to go to work. So like, God knows how many people that I spread this to without trying to, because at the time the military didn't care, you know, like yeah. no one really took these kinds of things seriously until COVID became a known issue, which is an entirely different rant altogether. Like I shouldn't have to be on my deathbed to be able to not go to work, you know? Agreed. So, but that's a totally separate scenario and issue that we could rant about someday. Truly, I could. But I'm just saying as a 27 year old, I had a month long sickness that like, I mean, work, it took me forever to get back to a working out capacity that I was comfortable with. Like I, 
wow, I cannot describe the ramifications of it. So for me, like, would I have chosen to get a shot if I didn't have to get that? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. And I understand like for kids that's still in the testing phases, if you're not comfortable getting your small children that vaccine, like I get it. Fair it's enough. your kid. Fine. Fine. But as the adult with how many like have been administered and how much has been seen as far as results, like, I don't think you have an excuse. Well, I think people also forget that these things have human research trials before they ever get approved by governments. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, the scientist checked a box in the lab and now it's available. Like they had to trial this in people, which is how they know how effective it's going to be against COVID. But I think <sighs> the thing is like, and you said this earlier, I, I am not getting vaccinated for just me. I'm getting vaccinated to protect my husband. I'm getting vaccinated to protect my in-laws. I'm getting vaccinated to protect the people that I don't know that I walk by on the street who are like 50, 60, 70, who if they contracted COVID would not have a month long sickness, but could actually pass away. Mm-hmm. So I am not getting a COVID vaccine just for me, although it is nice to know and it is comforting for me. It's also for other people because this is something that I think COVID has really like, if you want to look at the silver lining of COVID, because there is so much negativity and so much damage that COVID caused. But the silver lining is that it reminded people to get out of your myopic bubble and that other people really matter. And like your life is not the center of the whole universe and an inconvenience to you is not the most important thing because the Western culture trend toward individualism for the last hundred years has completely blurred our perspective of our responsibility socially and our responsibility Mm -hmm. to other people for protection Mm -hmm. yeah I mean there's just no anti-vax argument that I can get behind I'm sorry I'm just like I think that you sound just so incredibly unintelligent and ignorant what do you spout anti-vax at me like I'm very open-minded for people who choose not to get vaccinated but that to me is different than anti-vax because you're not advocating for people not to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. you are choosing not to which is your choice you absolutely have the freedom not to do it and that's okay like that's your decision however i feel about it does not matter irrelevant do not come at me with false information fear-mongering and just it's irresponsible you know to be like well it's actually dangerous okay what are your sources tell me why it's dangerous you know okay anyway my next one which will be shorter and less right number two (laughs) medically sound or not sound um relevant of <laughs> course medical facts that i used to back this well, I'm, a okay. I'm a doctor okay my next rant is much shorter much more lighthearted, in my opinion i mean like i'm still like angry about it which is why it's a rant but so i saw this instagram post and it was like college festing i think and it's basically it's kind of like it's it's i think people submit via dm things they've overheard or like things relevant to them in the university system. And it's usually funny. It's like funny stuff. But this person said, my boyfriend broke up with me because I was at a girl's 21st birthday party and she kissed everybody. And it was like a girl saying this. And he said, he broke up with her for this. And everyone in the comments, it's all men being like, well, she cheated, she cheated, she cheated, she cheated. And I would just like to point out that I have kissed my friends. I kissed you for New Year's one year. I have, I like girls, how they are affectionate. None of girls are like this and that's okay. But like girls are much more affectionate with each other than men are. So to me, there's this disconnect of like, if my, like one of my good friends, like my friend Betsy, she pecks me on the mouth sometimes and it's affectionate, you know, like it's not, we're not into each other. It's not like that. We're just, we just love each other and we're friends. So to me, it's not weird. <laughs> but so if my boyfriend was like, well, that's cheating. I'd be like, you're ridiculous. And if you're breaking up with me for this, you already wanted to break up with me. 
So I will say my only comment really is that like, you need to set your boundaries early on. And if your boyfriend tells you way beforehand, this is what I consider cheating and you still do it, then it's on you. But if your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you're dating comes at you after you've affectionately platonically peck someone. I don't know what the scenario was. It wasn't a makeout. Was it a peck? I don't know. They just had kissed. If you come at me after the fact and you're like, well, I consider you to have been unfaithful. I will be like, you're immature. I don't want to be with you anyway. This is how you're going to react. Yeah. I would say I would personally have a very high boundary for my husband, but because he's not a physically affectionate person. So even if he had like a boy on boy kiss with one of his friends, I would take that very personally because we didn't kiss for our first two dates to give you perspective. So like that for me would be a problem, but I think it has to be proportionate. Like you were saying with your boundaries for the relationship, like it can't just be an arbitrary, like mm-hmm. we haven't talked about this before, but this is now grounds for dismissal. Yeah. Like, um, Yeah. You just need to be clear with each other on your boundaries. But like, if I was with a boyfriend who saw like Betsy and I do that and he was like, cheater, I'd be like, no, no. To me, that's, and also, cause it's so like, you never see guys kiss their guy friends. So it's like, it doesn't exist the other way around. So maybe that's why it's such a big deal to some people. I don't know. But. Do in Europe. Come yeah, on over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying like, have the conversation. And if you want to get like, to me, if you're mad about it, that's a conversation that needs to be had because clearly you're uncomfortable. Maybe you didn't know you were going to be uncomfortable about it to begin with, you know, talk well, about it. Be something that you ever thought about creating a boundary for, but I definitely agree with you. If, if they're immediately dismissing you, like, it's probably bigger than just this one incident. Mm-hmm. Although I will say there are a lot of people who have traumas who continue to date without addressing those traumas. Mm-hmm. And this could be something like that where it triggered something sure. that you didn't even know you were dealing with. I and get then it. But you need to be honest with your partner about Agreed. it. You know, Agreed. so just so all parties are aware. Like, I know that you didn't mean it this way, but this is how it makes me feel. And because of that, I don't feel like I can move forward. Okay. Yeah. And respect that, you know, like they're not trying to do you dirty or anything. Like I get yep. that. But if you're just like, oh, well, like, I guess like, like always comes like, oh, women are the same. This, this, and that. I was like, bye, leave. I'm not here for it. Dismissed. Thank you. Like, no. Yeah. Anyway, those are my rants. So thank you for listening to her TED talk. So I guess now that my anger has subsided, we can uh, dive right in to the actual point of this entire podcast and I just want to welcome you guys because this is the transcontinental tea. And I, as always, am Emma. I remain Hannah. <laughs> it's true. We do. Shockingly. And this week, we're just, so after the last week's episode and the one before that, and probably one before that, and probably even the one before that. Possibly we were like, even ah, two before that. <laughs> we were so determined today to come with something lighthearted which we will probably find a way to make a serious in one. Will we succeed? Doubtful. No, here we go. <laughs> We're going to try so hard, but I will give the deets, but it's another sort of, I'm reacting to something Hannah's providing. She's <gasps> reacting to something I'm providing. I know we, we never do reactions ever, ever. So, but where would your week be honestly without a reactivity, you know, honestly, and I'm like so thirsty. <laughs> okay. But before we do that, um, I have my teeny tiny metaphorical cup here. And I was thinking we could do just like a moment with our tea of the week. Tea of the week. Okay. Well, since I talked so much at the start, kick us off, Han. Well, 
I'll tell you what. I questioned my life choices at work the other day, which is not unique. I do it all the time, to be honest with you. But this particular one was interesting. So pull up a seat. I'll tell you about it. So I normally... Oh, she pulled up her seat. I did. Sorry, that freaked the dogs out. <laughs> They're they both just, they are alert. It. They're like, what yeah. was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, uh, proceed, please. <laughs> anyway, I normally wear pretty casual stuff to work, which I think one part was rebellion to having to dress really, really professionally in my first post-military job. And two was I'm sitting in an office all day, not talking to anyone that's important. There's mm-hmm. literally no reason for me not to be in jeans. Mm-hmm. So... I normally wore, especially like the first few months I got the job, I wore like jeans and a sweatshirt because I'm sitting at a computer. There is no need for me to be uber pencil skirted to Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. gods. I will say that's like one of the only reasons I want to work in an office again is because I want to be like matching pantsuits. So I did that for two years and then I built a bridge and got very over it and then went to like and then I burned it behind me (laughs) and I burned the whole bridge down it was Uh, a very London bridge moment let me tell you you. know like I think it's like when you're you're old and married like you want people to know that you can still turn it on Mm. when you do but you can keep it off for a while and you're fine Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. I was in off mode and I happened to adjust my wardrobe a little bit because it was warmer weather and so I thought to myself do I want to wear a t-shirt and jeans no Hmm. I'd like to wear this short sleeve maxi dress that I got I'm very into her she's into me we have a great relationship it's flourishing so I wore it to work and oh my goodness okay I changed the world okay okay literally I've never had so many comments on an outfit and they were all like is someone dying? <laughs> like, uh, why do you look so good today? Oh my gosh, I love your dress. You look so nice. Oh, you look spectacular. Spectacular was Whoa. a word we used. That's a big compliment. It's a big word for work, I will say. And I was not wearing makeup. I had a top knot in my hair. I literally was wearing a white maxi dress. Like we were not going to the Met Gala. Like it was pretty cash. Wow. I got so many questions like, why are you breaking out the summer dresses already? It was warm. Uh-huh. Is that illegal, Karen? Like, like it's also a maxi dress. It's just not that mysterious. It's I not like, like say like club wear. And they were like, mm, are you a bottle girl now? Is this is this a new service we're providing? <laughs> are you, did you get a new job and you want to tell us this way? No, maxi dresses <laughs> are the yoga pants of the dress world. That's mm-hmm. like, and so anyone who's like, it's the easiest way to look like you put effort in without doing anything. It is. It's a very nice dress and I really like it, but it's cotton. Like it, it is not... A luxurious gown. So anyway, I I then went into, of course, a negative headspace because what woman receives compliments and doesn't immediately question her whole life? So I received these compliments and mm-hmm, I went mm-hmm. into a headspace of what do I normally <laughs> Yeah. So you don't like, think I look good usually. Freaking out. Genuinely, I'm like, why are you freaking out that I wore this maxi dress? What do you think I am? Like, what gremlin level am I on that you're like, <gasps> she wore real clothing? <laughs> But it's funny because, like, you don't have to match it. It's just, like, put on, go. That's it. So I was wearing a white maxi dress that took me 48 seconds to put on. Undergarments because she grown. And <laughs> espadrille loafers because they're slip-ons. Yeah. I had a top knot in my hair. I had no makeup on except for brow product. 
Mm. Natural. And I, and I left the house. That was the level of effort. Like we did not get beat to the gods and like put on a gown and have a, like a boa and like seven inch heels. Like the levels of effort are distinct. <laughs> I have foregone undergarments for the most part. Like I don't believe in a bra. I just don't do it. And I have like sizable breasticles. Yes, you do. That's why my surprise was noted. Because like, I'm, I'm a probably, if I'm being honest, probably like at least a 32D. Like, but I don't wear bras. So it's like, who, who can say? It's a surprise. Oh man, I, I, I have to, Mm-mm. even at my house. No, Mm-mm. free the titty, protect the city. That's my motto going into 2021. <laughs> So masks on, bras off. That's the motto. That's the move. Get with it, ladies. Here we go. You know, and do whatever makes you comfortable. What makes me comfortable is not wearing a bra. So like whenever I get comments like, ooh, is it cold? I'm like, it's cold as my heart. And I just keep moving. Cause like- Did you know that there's, I don't know if this is real or not, but I, I saw it on a TV show and I think it is real. There's a tradition in New York where a certain section of Central Park women go and they take their shirts off without bras on because they were protesting in the seventies against a law where men could have their shirts off in public, but women couldn't. Right. And when that law was overturned, they basically go back on the day to celebrate that the law was overturned Mm. and then take off their shirts in public and enjoy the day. So that might be an appropriate venue for you. Yeah, sure. I hang out boobs out. I don't care. I was born with them. I'll die with them. It is what it is. You know, like if you sexualize it, that's a you problem. I don't know what, I don't know who raised you, but you know like you lashed onto your mama's and i hope you don't sexualize hers so dark anyway anyway i too get into my head and people like are extraordinary about the way i look versus like my average i'm like first of all i think i look good all the time but it's fine it's fine yeah i really understand alicia keys on a different level because i think i've said it in small ways before but i haven't standardly worn makeup now for a couple Mm -hmm. of years Mm -hmm. and it is so interesting when you do wear makeup the mm-hmm. reaction and the level of attentional difference that exists when right. you don't wear makeup versus when you do mm-hmm. uh i got i mean i got used to it a while ago even when i did have like bad breakouts so like post dli i had like under the skin bad acne yeah. like not rosacea or anything like that just like it was an internal issue not something that i could topically fix so i was on like yeah, antibiotics it was just and- acne yeah and uh, eventually Accutane cleared that up for me, but it took them, no one wants to put you on Accutane. So they try literally everything in their mom before they'll give you Accutane because it can have such negative repercussions, but your girl did it. And the mask is like helped and hurt because it's like, I don't feel pressure to now wear makeup below the eyes. Yeah. But at the same time, the mask itself is like repressing my, my skin in its glow in its life. So yeah anyway once this is panoramic has ended and we're back to just the single view have you not heard that people are coming up with all kinds of different ways to say pandemic like they're like not in this panera bread americ you know i thought you just got it wrong and i was waiting for a police space to correct you that's so nice that you don't know that i think i know what a pandemic is but I'm well, trying to be facetious. So. But sometimes one uses the wrong word accidentally. And yes, one there is no shame in it. It's okay. It happens. But this was intentional. So there anyway, my tea is that I am a warrior ready for battle now because I have gone axe throwing. 
and I saw this on Instagram. It is so fun, honestly. So my friend Damaris, my friend Matias, and his friend, and now our friend Lewis, we all went, and uh, we're all veterans. Which is like that's our only common denominator, you know, like. Other than that, we are so, different people. <laughs> but we all like because we all worked for, went to Fordham, etc. Like that's how we all know each other. So we were like, let's just go axe throwing and try it. And wow, it's like I was like, this is the best place to come. Like after like a breakup, like go axe throwing. If you're going through like a breakup right now or like a bad relationship, bad situation, whatever, take a photo of that person, go tape it to the the target, go axe throwing for an hour. Oh my God, you'll feel so great after. And, and so. break studios, the things where you go to like break plates and like oh, shatter yeah. vases, things like that. Lots of fun. So we, it was girls versus boys and they won the games we played, but like only by the slimmest of margins, let me just say. So, but at the end we were all just trying to see how, like how accurate we could get like a one-handed throw and like, there's a thing called kill shots where it was like very specific blue dots on the target, which were like mm. the smallest and hardest to hit. And you had to call kill shot before you threw your ax or it wouldn't count if you got it. So and my friend Matias, kill he, shot. Oh, he, <laughs> he, the whole time he's like, kill shot, kill shot. He's, he's freaking out. He's so mad. He's like, I need to get this before we leave because that's Matias. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. So we just let him do it over and over. And um, he finally got one. And I didn't hear, he, he says he said it. I'm sure he did. And I was just focused on throwing the ax. I didn't hear him say kill shot. So I was like, well, you didn't say it. So it doesn't count. <laughs> and mostly I did that to get under his skin because he had been trying for like 55 minutes out of the hour now to get this kill shot. And it was so funny because he like, no one, re- we were recording so much. And like we recorded a couple of bullseyes and this, isn't that when no one recorded that. <laughs> so we were like, did it happen? I don't know. <laughs> so, but no. And then the whole night he was like, Hey, you guys remember when I got that kill shot? <laughs> so funny so uh and then we went to this burger place called one cheetah i think it's called anyway they have the the charcoal black bun and like they're one of the only places that i know of i'm sure plenty of places in the city do it but like this is the only place that i have found that does it and it's really good so good burger moment anyway um i am ready to to fight and i want to do archery next so you're prepared i'm ready i'd love to do some sword fighting maybe a katana-ing i don't know like let's see i think katana-ing involves cutting people's souls out so one might want to start with sword fighting before that i don't know i kind of like just want to jump right in you know like great that's what i mean (laughs) (laughs) don't cross me man i'll cut your soul out you'll never rest with your ends which is actually a very cool traditional thing that is still alive in japan is the Mm -hmm. importance of the katana i'm sure that they hate weebs so (laughs) like you desecrate us thank you (laughs) thanks thanks (laughs) oh you mean this like super millennia long like tradition that we do you're like just taking that that's fine go ahead no 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 you go you go go, queen (laughs) (laughs) totally fine you know what's next is everybody's favorite road Obviously. trip mm-hmm. to the bees, bees, hive, bzz, etc. And it's still vibing. The music has stopped. Just vibing, you know? <laughs> uh, okay. So not a ton of buzzing around this week uh, mm-hmm. for reasons that will so far remain 
uh, disclosed, undisclosed, undisclosed. That's the one that I wanted, right? The one where it's not open to the public quite yet. I have nicknames in mind, but I'm not going to grant them yet. You know what I used this week on a related tangent? It's a very short bunny rabbit hole. Okay, okay. I used the word whelmed in a sentence. Whelmed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're neither over nor under. You're under. You're just whelmed. So I used it and someone was like, what? So what, like, what would you say? Just like, I'm not surprised. Unsurprised? I, I used whelmed. <laughs> but yes. You know when- what? We could just... That's a new thing now. My expectations right. have been exactly met. Thank you. <laughs> or I appreciate that. I feel whelmed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you see me screaming into the ether, it's because Miko was like, bobby pins are edible. <laughs> you know, Miko <laughs> was having a chill day, but actually she woke up and chose violence. She truly did. She was like, you know, like this morning has been such a vibe. So chill. What if? Hear me out. <laughs> what if we just took it and we were like, whatcha? Violence. And there she went. What if we just took your happy bubble and we just crushed it? And we were just like, no bubbles for you. And then I was like, well, I kind of like the bubble. I don't care. And that's how it went. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and now she's standing at like staring at me. Like <laughs> she's just like, Are you talking about me? <laughs> I did wake up and she's violence. That's because I took her toy because it has that like crunchy fabric inside uh, of it. And like, this would not be happening if she had it. And she, has, it. she took that very personally. So <laughs> she's like, are you the government? Do you have evidence <laughs> domain? No, you don't. So Actually, I do. This is, this is my property, my home, and you just fall under that umbrella. So mm. thank you. Okay. Anyway, the, the hive we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, no honey this week. None, no honey. It's, it's a very sad, sparse week for us because I had this guy text me. I, I deleted a bunch of like my uh, so-and-so Bumble names already. Like, I don't talk to you, deleting you from my phone, et cetera. Like, goodbye. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. We no longer need it. And he texted me, some guy, I think it was like two days ago now, texted me. He was like, he just said, hey. And I was like, who is this? So I was just like oh, hey, like, sorry, I don't have, like, a bunch of numbers anymore, so I don't know who this is. And he was like, oh, it's Kevin. And I was like, Kevin? Uh, McAllister? Who? Like, Kevin? And he uh, he said, like, oh, we chatted, like, two weeks ago. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, send me a photo. And he was like, you, like, really don't remember? And I was like, if you haven't texted me in two weeks, like, why would I remember? And it has brought me to this conclusion. This is not the first time this has happened. Men expect consistency from you and they will not reciprocate that. So they want you to remember who they are, save their number, be waiting at the edge of your seat for them to make plans with you the day before the weekend. Like if you hit me up on a Friday and you're like, "Mm, let's chill tomorrow. I'm busy. I have things going on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. even if it's just like if that thing could be like I plan on sitting on my couch all day like I have things going on that don't involve you so like mm-hmm. argh, sucks to suck you know like <laughs> and it just be like that sometimes but they seriously get like offended if they if I don't save their number if I don't like make them a priority in my life but they don't feel that they need to talk to me consistently for me to keep them in mind you know yeah. And I'm like, I feel like maybe you're just like a weird expectation anyway. Like you're chatting on a dating app and then great. It it escalated to texting, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are in a monogamous relationship now and you guys should know your anniversary. Like it's just kind of a weird leap. And 
I had another scenario where a guy texted me weeks after we had made a plan. Like it didn't happen. And I was like, okay, write you off. No big deal. Like take the L move on. And he was like, what did like, what's your weekend look like? And I was like, I think I might have some free time on like Sunday. And this was like on Friday. And he was like, Oh, you already have like the weekend filled up, huh? Like, never mind." He was like offended. And I was like, first of all, you don't know the nature of my plans. So it could just be that I'm hanging with my friends. Like, you don't know. In this case, this was like a month ago or so. I was like, in this case, it's that I have dates already, you know, like a date on Saturday. And then my friends and I are hanging out that night. But like, it was such a weird dichotomy to me of like how they treat me versus how they expect me to like wait for them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not here for it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to wait for you. I'm not, I don't know you. I'm not going to wait for you. So. I mean, if you're, if they're not going to make you a priority, it doesn't make sense for them to expect that from you. No, it doesn't, but they do it anyway. So like all men have is the audacity. So I was telling a guy friend of mine recently, we, I was just talking to him about male privilege. Cause I think it's something that it, it's not our obligation to educate men about, but it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about it and I was just pointing out some examples and he was like really shook because he was like, wow, I didn't even think about that, blah, blah. And he's married. So he's like, I've experienced some of this with my wife, but like some of it just doesn't always pop into my mind. Mm-hmm. And I lost my train of thought. Where is that going with this? Male privilege. Um, <laughs> where is it? Reach to the, the sky. Uh entitlement um I, i'm just gonna throw out words and you tell me like when i hit the, the jackpot word uh privilege uh dates um fuck boys uh dating sucks love is dead any of this ringing a bell is it helping <laughs> oh yes so i was talking about male privilege with him okay. and i gave him a few examples and i was like it's really funny because a lot of times the reaction that women want is actually this video that a friend of mine recently sent to me and it was this guy going do you know what you should do to help women in the wake of this current crisis stop stop talking to them stop looking at them leave them alone (laughs) (laughs) which is just echoes are stop telling women end of sentence stop stops right there i'm just saying like if you're not gonna like be texting me all the time not all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I constantly need to be on my phone. Like if you're busy, you're busy. Like, will I probably send you random thought texts? Probably. That's just kind of my thing. Like it is what it is, you know, like, but I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, I didn't hear from you most of the day when you said you were with people like, like I'm beyond that stage and I'm trying not to be attached to my phone all the time. But if you can't even text me like once throughout the day and you expect me to be like, on like pins and needles like waiting for it like yeah that's not the vibe anymore like I'm way through letting these guys like dictate how my day is going to go that's you know good. so Thank so you. anyway that's the hive <laughs> Woo! so buzz buzz now let's get into something a little more lighthearted, which is mm-hmm. materialism who doesn't love uh, a little materialism I am a materialistic girl let me tell you she's a material girl living in a material world truly i am i live there i'm the mayor oh (laughs) i'm the mayor (laughs) emma what is your product this week hannah will be very excited about my product which i already told her because i was like look what i got okay now i am admittedly really bad about staying hydrated um flat water i don't enjoy drinking it i drank gallon after gallon after gallon in bodybuilding prep throughout my gym 
life. And I have a small bladder anyway. We have talked about it. I have to pee literally all the time, all of all the, the time. time. <laughs> like an average day for me, probably at least seven times I pee at least. So wow. I don't know why. I just, it is what it is. So here we are. <laughs> uh, here we are. I've accepted it. It's my life. It's fine. Uh, and of course, the more water you drink, the you get a little better at like controlling that and et cetera. But like right now we're in a space of like P, 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 P all the time. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So I was like, okay, I could buy sparkling water. And I love sparkling water. It has been said. It's been, I've done told you. We've had the conversation. We've, we've been new. It. We've been new. we been no. But sparkling water comes with a price, literally. And sometimes yes. it's exorbitant. Or you pay a small fee, but you're, you get like the eight ounce can, you know? And it's, it's like, it's nothing. Uh, so I was at Target, as has been previously mentioned, and I was like, this is the place for impulsive decisions. And I was in the kitchen aisle because I was looking for a new vacuum and that's where they were. And, um, or like that whole area, like all the vacuums were there. Here's kitchen. So I'm in kitchen, like walking to vacuums. And I look to my left and I'm like, that's a soda stream. And let me tell you what caught my eye was that it came in like a Tiffany blue color. So I was like, I will tell you color marketing was everything. <laughs> Good job. Soda stream. You know me. If it's pink, Tiffany blue or sparkly, I want it. Then <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know about me personally. So I saw it and I was like, okay, a lot of people have talked about this. The hype has been, been there, been up and down, been all around. And I think that it could be a viable bank for my book. And so I bought it. I'm so proud. And I have had like three Brita's worth of water since I got it. I will tell you, I genuinely saved so much money because I drink about three liters of water a day. Mm -hmm. So I was buying San Pellegrino waters that were basically like 375 for six. So time that's two days. So do the math. (laughs) And you know, what's great is like, so I'm just, You'll see us drink out of them sometimes. It comes with a reusable bottle. Ta-da! And because it specifically fits the the machine. So avant-garde. <laughs> we are models. Thank you. Soda stream. Hire, hire us. us. <laughs> uh, sponsor us also, maybe. So uh, soda stream for your spicy water. <laughs> I've heard people call sparkling water spicy water, and I just love it so much. I love it because it's like a bite, the water that bites you back a little bit. So anyway, this is just under one quart where the line is. And that's where you have to stop it to get the carbonation effect. Otherwise it just, whoosh, let me, I did that. Let me tell you. Whoosh, fountain, like geyser. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. So uh, I digress. Uh, I still do it all the time. Like I, I know the line and I'm like, <laughs> over it. Just like here. It goes, you want here? Because <laughs> it's like, so like the way it works, it has that like the CO2 is in the back and it's like got a connecting tube basically that comes out of the dispenser. So you hook your bottle in, you put it into like the little placeholder and then you press the button. And so you're supposed to press it like two to five times, depending on your carbonation dreams. I go like six times because I want the spiciest of waters. <laughs> six to seven is the vibe is true. Um, maybe 10 experiment forthcoming. So it's say. Oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> please. Um, my issue though, which is, so please, I'll, I'll say, uh, my issue though with buying just regular sparkling water bottles is that this, they don't have a cap like this. Like they have a cap, but that water goes flat 
it's so really quick. easy. Yeah. And I buy sparkling water for the sparkling effect. So if I drink the, like, this size of a San Pellegrino, by the time I get halfway, it's going to be flat and therefore has flat. defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has defeated the purpose of my spicy water maker. And that's not what I bought it for. So, and also I'm saving the planet because it's reusable. So one step at a time. I did buy another CO2 canister. Saving uh, the planet one step at a time. You could say that we are earth conscious. You could say that we are mother nature personified. Wouldn't we say that? <laughs> I recycle. So. <laughs> wow. What were you I saying? You bought heart. something or? I bought another CO2 canister just to get, cause I, I, I knew it came with one, but I was like, well, how much water am I going to drink? And so at least the grocery stores here, they do an exchange program. So I pay yeah. 10 pounds less for each exchange. So I literally just keep like four under my counter and I'm like, do, 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 do. Swapsies. Yes. So I saw that advertised on the canister and I was like, oh, like I saw, but I think it was, I think Target does it too. I don't know. I'm they sure. They should like, do it if they supply the water. Yeah. Refills. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like, like I said, super earth conscious, like we're so responsible. So anyway, that's mine. What is your product? Please tell me. My product. I will say it is something that I think everybody probably knows about. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna be like, that's your recommendation. No one has recommended that to me before. But I will say I was, I was on the fence. I had some splinters. I'd been sitting there a while Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and I was mm -hmm. thinking to myself, do like, do I need this? Does this need to be purchased? Sure. That was me with Soda Street. Yes. Okay. Okay. It was a yes. Uh, And it is a light up mirror. (gasps) <gasps> that I got from Amazon changes your life life change changed my life change. so here's why I was hesitant so I got these little strip lights that you can plug into like a USB which I'm like who has USB plugs that you can hang off of your mirror anyway <laughs> I got these strip lights and I, I found a way to plug them in and they were so ineffective and I'm like why do people care so much about light up mirrors this is dumb and then and then uh-huh. I saw this woman putting on makeup on like a YouTube tutorial and I was like I still think this is a valid like purchase, but I don't understand because the other thing didn't work. Uh, inner turmoil. What does it all mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I purchased it. And okay. I will tell you, I use it every day. It's wonderful. I mm-hmm. use it for my brows. Sometimes I use it to backlight podcasts. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm not using it today. This is just. It's mm-hmm. unnatural. It's not. It's actually after midnight here. So there's no natural. Light. Shh. Like Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> oh, I went down, you went up. I love that. <laughs> no, I have a slobber all over my mouth. <laughs> it's a serious shush. That's like, that's what I'm going to do in movie theaters. I like have full capacity again every chance I get. Just go, that will stop that would probably stop you right like someone someone is so serious about shutting you up that they spit on you and they shush you like whoa (laughs) serious sandy over here now i have to get new popcorn i'm reflecting i'm I'm thinking about my life choices you're right okay so. so i don't remember the exact brand but i Guarantee you look for a moderately priced well reviewed circular lighted mirror is it small is it large it's about 
yay big. Okay. So like your you face can fits see, in it. You can see so much though. Like the way that it, it, like the angles fish work. Eye almost kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And the angles really work great. So you can have it like tilted upward and tilted downward and you can see so much of yourself from different mm. angles. So wow. I really like it. I'm a huge fan of it. I use it all the time and it's USB chargeable, which is like the Ooh, goal for everything in my technology. life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I'm not as much of a battery person anymore because I always get really annoyed when I have to change them, which I know that's mm. the whole point of them. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but <laughs> Batteries are also expensive and they don't last that long. So exactly. And they're, you're right. They're expensive and it's just rude. Yeah. So fine. Okay. So, um, I love your product. Whoa. I, I really want to get like a, a big lighted mirror. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the full I've size the mirror one, I have. I've seen the one that Ulta sells and they're like $150. That's really good for a mirror. Be, I think that's, if it's, it's a full size mirror. It's a full size vanity. It's called Ricky mirror. That's oh my gosh. Cheap. If you haven't seen it on the influencer posts, cheap girl. For me, at least, my budget for this was like 15 pounds. I feel you. I feel you. Um, For me, it's like, so I have a, I'm like a home goods hoe. Like, I love a home goods moment. I'm like, mmm, succulents, mmm, dishes, towels. And I just like, just I'm like, and I am a home goods hoe. It's true. So I love an alliteration moment. So all of my mirrors, for the most part, have come from like home goods or like Marshalls or, you know, TJ Maxx, something like that, because like they're mad cheap, like full sized mirrors for a hundred bucks. And to me, that's not expensive. So this is why I've been Facebook marketplacing team. Just bear with us. We'll get back to the point. In this we're, we're so close. This is why I've been Facebook marketplacing, because I got a full size mirror, like 130 centimeters, huge. Okay. For 30 pounds. Because okay. Facebook has somebody bought it, didn't need it, and set her free. So I have been trolling for mm-hmm. these finds because I like that it didn't come from a store. Like I know eventually it came from a store, but I've been doing the same thing with clothes. And let me tell you, I've been poshmarking the little lights out. Mm-hmm. And I am really thoroughly enjoying it. And it makes me a better consumer because I'm yeah. consuming a consumed good rather than a new good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel really good about it all Responsible around. Responsible shopping. So I'm basically saving the world and money. Here's my next plan. So I don't know. I think you've seen the decor of my living room. So I have like the trundle slash couch and there's like stuff behind it. I have this corner with stuff. And then I have my gentleman's cabinet centered on the other wall with like a chair on one side and this like plant holder on the other. And it's like right in the center. So my thought is Wayfair sells pre-made. I'm going to do it myself, but they sell pre-made like high, fake hydrangea walls, fake turf walls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make my own. Love and that. then just like safe stick it to the wall. Like I'm gonna do like squares on cardboard and then just like stick double stick, yeah, tape like double tape, whatever, to the uh double-sided tape was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh to the wall around what I already have there, and like my dreams will come true. I've seen this is, influencer do this on Instagram and it looks really cool. She did it, is, I think, yeah. on corkboard. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, like any sort of material where you can either glue it or stick it, right? And it's yeah. not those fake flowers are not expensive. You can buy them in bulk and like especially from like a Michaels. Yeah, I and I live at Michaels anyway because I've recently started. This is so unrelated to like everything we've talked about, but let me just say I've started making beaded bracelets again because my '90s girl has returned in full force, and this is because I went to the store in Manhattan the other day. 
I'm in the fashion capital of the world. So everything I say goes, first of all. And so second of all, I went to the store and you walk in and they do like custom made duffels, bags, purses, all of it, like some really cool stuff. And that like caught our eye. So we went in, we're like, ooh, ah, like, ooh, blah, blah, blah. A lot of it is iron and stick on. So like you could do it yourself if you wanted to. Like, so the bags like were cute, but didn't necessarily like super draw my eye. What drew my eye was these really intricately beaded bracelets, like little teeny tiny daisies, little, like it was so cool, but they were like mad expensive because they're handmade. Of course they are. Like you should charge 60 bucks for a, a bracelet that has like the teeniest of beads and like detail. And so I was like, I'm going to capitalize on this market. So my thought is I just saw a, a video where Joanne's is having this huge bead sale. And I was mm-hmm. like, what if I just like make a crap load of beaded bracelets and straight up, like this is the time and I'm capitalizing. I just want you to hashtag everything entrepreneur um, <laughs> or momtrepreneur. Uh-uh. And then make sure you hashtag self business, like cell phone business. I would just like say that redefining well, my life. <laughs> at least that will actually be mine though. I'm not like, I'm not hashtag creating my own universe. <laughs> hashtag boss, babe. I can't forget the boss, boss, babe. babe. Listen to that episode if you haven't yet. So anyway, for you. look out. I have to give them the name. It's going to be a pun. Obviously I just haven't thought of it yet. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but basically here's my plan. Knitting Are you kidding me? Emma's beads. Okay, that makes sense for our podcast. It doesn't make sense in like the Etsy world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It makes total sense. <laughs> so here's my thing. Sense. I'm gonna become a threefold entrepreneur. This podcast, knitting, because I already have a store for knitting. that. I, I just never sell anything. And beaded bracelets. Or beaded jewelry in general. Greetings. Here we go. And I'm gonna be like businesswoman, baby. I will be my own boss, literally. Mm. So you know, if I squint, you're Sophia Amoruso. I really have like, I've always felt like an internal connection, you know? So, okay. Mm-hmm. Back to the first of the entrepreneurial ships, which is this podcast. <laughs> Back to the first fold, if you will. <laughs> Certainly. This is a tiered cake. Here's the base. The strongest of the three is the podcast. So yeah. all of this being said, I think that it's time for us to really get our big cups out. Good God. Yes. Go, Let's go get it. Let's yeah. go. Sip on it. Ship a ship. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. I'll never get over that Tammy thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> all of our, our, um, our, whatchamacallits, our, uh, all of our sound intros, maybe? Maybe. I was thinking more sound like, effects. No, it's, um, I'll think of it when we're not recording and I won't be sitting here going, um, for 20 seconds and then I'll just, I'll correct myself next week, but okay. um, the thing that you do between segments and it's not like intro related. Audio transitions. Transition was what I was looking for. Thank you. Anyway, I think I love that she thought all of them were you. Every They're single one. Me. And that she got <laughs> Luke to do one. Absolutely not. Never in his life. Amazing. If you know Luke, that's why it's funny. And he, just, oh, man. he would never, ever. He would like capital never. Like on the it, 12th of never. <laughs> At the time of never. <laughs> On February 31st, he said that's a good idea. <laughs> I, you know, I laugh every time you say it. I know that it's funny, but I think it's funny every it's so, time. It's funny every time. But you can't do it too much, you know? You have to really, Yeah, you like, gotta save it. You gotta save it. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So anyway. Sip this on this week, this week. The, the sippies. So Hannah does it. And she knows the idea of mine. And I know the idea of hers. We do not know the internal content. So. No. 
You don't. What we're going to do is that for my portion of the sip, I'm going to read tweets that, as quoted by the person who wrote the article, ended men this week. And they're all funny. I browsed. There's nothing like super misandry related about it. It's not like kill all men, anything aggressive. It's just funny tweets that are like, to women, very relatable. Mm. And Hannah, if you would like to explain yours. I will be talking about trend mixing. So I will be talking about what they are forecasting for 2021 in terms of trends. And it's like a lifestyle trends. Mm-hmm. And we, we will be giving our opinions, which is kind of what we do. Um, and that's why you're here, right? We don't get paid to do it yet, but right? watch the space. Oh, uh, you know what? I feel like we're this close because now we've had two people on and we have two other podcasts that we're doing collabs with in the future. So I'm just... Who? Dose. Duh. It's Nain. Duh. Make sure you don't do this with yes. your hand backwards. Or... Because in that... Yes, 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 yes. Yep. In, but we're in America, personally, right now. I'm in America, so this is how we do it. We throw up a deuces, literally, so... Yeah, that's a huge insult if you're anywhere else. Which, if you're not watching the video, we're doing the peace sign either with your fingerprints facing outward Mm -hmm. or with your palm of your hand facing inward, and it means a very different thing. And in Germany, it's this is two, right? Or in like five? Yeah, yeah. I'm spy. That is our loser, loser. (laughs) Went that twist. (laughs) So loser, double loser, as if whatever, (laughs) moron. (laughs) clueless get the picture duh wow oh that just unlocked a memory in me that i didn't know i still had everybody has to know the like loser loser thing if they're from america though or at least from the midwest loser Hopefully. loser with a twist elbow elbow wrist wrist bye bye loser kiss this <laughs> that's like that was the insult the iconic insult <laughs> truly whoa whoa so let's cancel some men emma <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> Let's get into the actual topic so that we're not, I mean, this video is going to be forever long and I don't feel bad personally. So, okay. I bet it closed. So now I'm going to have to, Oh, it didn't. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to, <laughs> okay. Down to business. Serious business. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to peruse. I'm just going to scroll and whatever catches my eye. So, okay. So the first one that I, I really liked was notice how we say, man, whenever we're disappointed. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> and I would just like to say the accuracy is there. The level of accuracy is, is truly astounding. Huh. So, okay. My next one, that I've already read Hannah, but for the sake of the pod, I'm going to read again because I loved it, was Rip Jane Austen, which I love already because she's been dead for God knows how long at this point. Like, this is not a recent Rest development. <laughs> I just know you would have enjoyed bullying men on Twitter. And truly, I think Jane Austen would have, like, reamed men on Her Twitter. Twitter game would have been strong. It would have been like iconic, truly. I will say. Okay. <laughs> this one's funny because it says men be like, I didn't mean to cheat for real. It's just, I don't know. I miss my grandma. And it's like, first of all, that's a problematic statement for a lot of reasons. But also this happens, that, women lament this all the time where men will do, they'll cheat or they'll do something like unfaithful or like not okay in the relationship and then they'll relate it back to like a family issue a friend issue a school issue rather than being like i messed up so this one was funny because it's like vaguely incestual so i liked it a little bit like i just miss my grandma and that's why i cheated on you and slept with somebody else did she remind you of your grandma is that what you did it i have some problematic (laughs) okay this one 
it was, uh, I don't know if you saw it. It was a book as well, but if you watched Holes, the movie with Shia LaBeouf, yes. you'll know this one. Yes, says, I've read and watched. Loved it. Iconic. We'll never not like it. This says, men will literally put a 150-year curse on their family instead of carrying Madame Zeroni up the mountain. <laughs> I'll take the curse. Thank you. Touch a woman? No, no. I also like that nobody questioned that you could have poison lipstick on and it mm. wouldn't poison you. Like there was an internal barrier that would protect you, but an external poison. I mean, she surely had built up sort of like, not an immunity to it maybe, but just like she was used to it, right? Like this is not just poison. It's Iocane powder. I've spent years building up an immunity. Maybe, to I don't know. <laughs> That was a Princess Bride reference for those who are not in the loop. It's fine. Welcome to the get loop. in the loop. You're in now. It's constant. We never get out. It's just perpetual. <laughs> it's just we're so like dizzy. One of those like whirlpools you created in a pool that was above ground. Oh my god! Like With the soda bottle ones, you know. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah. That was like, that was a science experiment. Let loop. me tell you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this one says manipulative men at Emma's exes be like, "Why would you tell people that I hurt you?" Why would you do that? I'll tell you why. J names. <laughs> That's a collective known thing, by the way. It's not just me. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Everybody knows. Okay. Wow. Sorry. I probably should have looked at all of these. Okay. So this one <laughs> on <laughs> this one said March 8th. That's when it was tweeted. It says it's women's day. So why are men still talking? I would also like to know the answer. Like, mm. I just have a question. So this one's related to a different sidebar that I want to mention that I meant to mention like ages ago. Okay. It says, I want to be feminine in a way that scares men, like one of those deep sea sirens. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. I was watching TikTok as I am apt to do always. And one was talking about like reincarnation. Someone was like, if I were like, like he was talking about like how girls are super into astrology. And this girl was like, this one yeah. is astrology girls. So it's like reincarnation girls. And the reincarnation girl was like, if I were reincarnated, I'd be like insert thing here. And someone was duetting it to make fun of it. Another woman. And she said, man, if I were reincarnated, like I want to be a siren. Like I just want to murder men. Like that's what I want to be reincarnated as. And I was like, that's some food for thought. Thank you for that. So You know what's interesting about the sirens, though? Mm-hmm. Is, according to Greek mythology, they were hideous. Like, absolutely abhorrent looking. It was just that the voice transfixed right. you to a state where mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. didn't even notice their appearance. So, actually, the men then fell in love with their voices and minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll let that. It's been altered in creative Altered. writing Altered. so like I know, in, now every now every depiction of them is like a hot mermaid right like, did you ever watch oh brother where art thou no but i've heard a lot about it oh it's such a good movie it's Colin brother so it's a little out there but george clooney like a oh, great cast john goodman is in it it's really good anyway there are sirens in it and they the three guys escaped prison and they're like running to find george clooney's wife it's a whole thing it's a whole journey it's an adventure and in one scene they're with sirens or they say are sirens these three women are kind of at them and singing and all the guys like pass out and when they wake up one of the guys his clothes are empty but there's a frog inside so the other two are convinced the sirens turned him into a frog oh wow (laughs) spoiler alert they didn't the guy just like got up and got lost because the other guys left before he came back and he was like what's going on because the frog died so they like mourned him and then he just shows up (laughs) 
and they're like, we thought you were a frog in the moment. It's really funny. <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of siren I want to be. Okay. This the one who just sings, lets men pass out and then watches. Well, they, the whole thing was they, they, they robbed them was like the whole point. Like they mm. didn't like kill, they just robbed them. So I just like, all that they seduced them, tweaked <laughs> their necks so they passed out and then robbed them. And the guys were like, "Those were sirens," because they were like uneducated and like it was just it was a funny moment. Anyway, that's the Coen Brothers for you. This one says, "Men be at house parties saying the songs on FIFA," and that's so true. I don't know if you've been to a lot of house parties, but like FIFA has like a lot of bangers on it, and men will constantly let you know that fact. So. Hannah's like, I don't get the reference. It's fine. Slow thumbs up and moving on. Okay. This one is very relatable to me in particular. I didn't want to screw this guy at first, but then he liked 37 of my Instagram posts at once and commented hard eyes emoji on a picture of some pretty flowers from 94 weeks ago. And now I'm reconsidering. And it's obviously being facetious because guys really like, I'll go through, like, I'll get, I don't have notifications on for Instagram, but if I'll, like, get the, I'll be on Instagram, and I'll see, like, a little dot on the heart. I'm like, oh, like, someone liked a post. You scroll the whole page, and it's one guy. He's liked every single post. And they really think, like, this is it. Like, I'll notice you, but not in the way you want me to. So, I just yeah. feel like we should rethink. Okay. Reassess. Okay. Uh, the last one I'm going to read you. Okay. This woman says, I recently went on a date and the guy, he's 35 years old, said I taught him a new word. It was the word diabolical. She says, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you that I have gone out, talked to, dated a lot of guys who I have had to dumb my rhetoric down for. Mm. And I don't think that I talk like super intelligently i don't think i'm like a stephen hawking moment over here like i'm not talking about like insane hard to grasp concepts like i might use i really like word usage and i like playing with words and so english is always my favorite topic so maybe i'm using words that these guys are like i've never heard that it's like have you ever read a book once in your life just once mm-hmm. have you read a book just like any book mm-hmm. any book goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> Arl Stein has entered the chat. He wants to know. <laughs> Question: Harry Potter, anything? <laughs> like, mm, oh, Harry Potter's great. I mean, but it has like, and that's British, like writing. That's J.K. Rowling is British, so you would think that there'd be some new words in there that you maybe have ever like. People didn't know what a sorcerer meant. I, um, America. That's all I'll say. The American education system. Has I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> But what I will say is I often teach my husband new words and it's because he was dyslexic as a child. Mm-hmm. There are and, reasons a lot of the yeah. time. A lot so of the time. This is not a not all men response, but what I am saying is from my perspective, at first I was confused and then I learned about his background and I was mm-hmm. like, So oh. I, I never assume i'm smarter than someone let me just like i should have prefaced it i thought the tweet was funny because i feel like diabolical is just one of those words that like you've probably heard you know like or like like it seems like i'm not using like crazy words here you know in my opinion if i'm using if i like obfuscating right if i'm about to use a word that like i would write in a paper but maybe wouldn't normally use in a sentence i'm probably gonna choose a different word because i'm not gonna assume that everyone knows all the same words as me it's just like i feel like there are some words that i'm like you never heard that okay yeah but you know other side of that coin is you know there are different kinds of smart 
Well, and that, that was my point in bringing it up is like, I'm very much the same way. Like I use a lot of big words all the time because I enjoy wordsmithing. I enjoy English. And so I, I like using big words. I, I mm-hmm. enjoy flexing the education that I've gotten, you know, <laughs> like a gentle, like a gentle brain flex. Mm-hmm. But I, I was taken aback because I expected that he would know a lot of the words that I was using. And initially I had the wrong impression of him mm-hmm. and he's so brilliant in so many ways that like now this vocabulary thing is just something that I kind of toss out. And then if he doesn't know it, I'm like, Oh, this is what it is. And mm-hmm. then we just move on. But yeah. So just to the other side of the coin, yeah, yeah, I yeah. had kind of the same reaction and I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? No. Like I said, like I, someone, I thought it, my whole point was, it was a funny tweet. Yes. I will and say, it was. and it was, it was, cause she was like, I've had it. And I was, but <clears throat> I used to be very, very shallow about guys not knowing the words yeah. I was using. I don't necessarily like to change the way I talk to suit someone. No, um, no, should you? And I think that as you get to know me, you know, like it could be a learning moment. Like, that's great. You'll teach me something too, probably. Like, that's great. Cause like I've said, different kinds of smart. I just yeah. feel like there are some words that we should all know. Mm-hmm. All of us. You know. I just feel like we should know it. Yeah. And that's where I'll leave it, you know. But if you don't, take the time. Take some time. Play words with friends. Mm-hmm. You score a lot of points. Scrabble. Scrabble has a lot of good opportunities mm-hmm. to learn words. So. A lot of opportunities. <gasps> okay. All right, Tana, give me your right to moment for myself. Mm, 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 mm. Trends. Okay. So. I'm reading from steadybreaks.com, a reliable news source that we all trust. In 2018, popular styles from the 90s made a comeback. Here's looking at you, kid. They really did. And trend watchers are expecting the same thing to happen with the 2000s. The era was dominated by low-waist jeans and crop shirts, which have already been around. Some of the industry's biggest names, like Kendall Jenner, have already ushered in the comeback of the 2000s by pairing outfits with tiny black sunglasses why with the tiny black sunglasses tiny circles and cute shoulder handbags juicy couture's popular velour tracksuits are predicted to become trendy once again great job they did the tracksuits became popular in the 2000s because they were born by pop culture icons like paris hilton and britney spears now pastels are expected to play a major role <gasps> in fashion in the industry's color scheme for most of 2021 so if you have bright colors Burn them. Uh, <laughs> Neon, who are you? <laughs> Light hues like lavender and baby pink and anything that sounds like you could name it after a puppy are, have already hit the market in 2020 and will most likely continue to do the same this year. Pastels became fashionable because these colors can complement every skin tone, which is actually wonderful. Pastel heavy clothing lines would be suitable for a wide variety of people and lead to let wider profits. Higher profits, wider profits. Gotcha. Both high and wide. <laughs> Big and tall, all of it. Large. <laughs> so, Emma, how would you Sizable, react to that far? Fantasious. <laughs> Boniferous. Photosynthesis. Algae. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my talk. Okay. Um, okay. I will say that I have been saying for a while that it's like being transported back to 1997. Mm. in the way people are dressing and I personally like I am 5'4 okay mm. I don't think I look good in a wide leg jean I, it shortens me 
more so and five four is really not even it's like what the average height in america like maybe only like i know it varies sometimes it's five four sometimes it's five six just depends like i think it's five four right now so i'm not a super tiny individual like but i don't have like this i'm very proportionate in that my torso and my legs are both fairly short for mm. like and I, I equal five four but neither is taller than the other sort of thing so mm. i think that wide-legged pants just like shorten me down but also square me so i don't vibe with that trend coming back i vibe with it more than i do a low-rise jean mm. because of hips but they neither suit me so i'm gonna stay in the skinny jean lane and eventually you will all come, you'll come crawling back and we're we'll not gonna want crawling. you we're not gonna, gonna want you anymore. we're gonna say like remember and that side <laughs> part stacy where'd you get that <laughs> where'd you get where'd you go <laughs> <Call me. laughs> no uh <laughs> more horizontal you get the angry one <laughs> you just go upside down uh <laughs> so uh i will say pastels though i'm very into pastels right now not right. because of like it's a trending thing just like i have always liked pastels mm-hmm. i have pretty fair skin i have blue eyes and my natural brown hair is not super dark so yeah. I just have always, I felt that I've always looked good in pastels and not so much in bright garish colors. So yeah, I can't do bright colors. I, I don't do I orange. Too fair for it. I don't do green. I mean, green is, I don't look bad in it, but like, I don't vibe with it. I'm definitely more of like a light purple, lavendery, periwinkle vibe. That's where I live. And my hair was pink and it was like a light pink and it will be pink again. Someday. Someday. And yeah, so there are some trends that I'm like, mm, yes, but some trends that I'm like, mm-hmm. we left you behind for a reason. Yeah, we shouldn't have picked her back up on the way. <laughs> like, You're like, we just I left thought her we there. had agreed. I thought we agreed. She doesn't shower. We let her back in the car. I have questions. It's like the Tamagotchis. They don't need to come back. Why? You know, like, I mean, I like a good hit clip for like posterity. Those were fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but cds are obsolete <laughs> I, I had baby one more time on oh my yeah feet. <laughs> i also had um the, an insync song yeah i had it's gonna be me bye 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 i had bye 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 i think i had bye 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 yeah um good ones so yeah i knew it was fun and it made sense at the time because it was like ooh, sneak peek to buying the actual cd album which but you were also anymore. a child who didn't have access to technology, which Correct. is no longer true almost anywhere in the Western world. Also, anyway. chunky highlights are back. No, they're not. No, let me tell you. I was scrolling and... No, no, no. I hear that people are doing them again, but they're not back. <laughs> it's just, it's bang and then just like a few pieces of just blonde. And I'm a like... A lot of people are also doing the like rogue thing where there's like two pieces of differently colored hair and then the rest of your head. So... <laughs> okay, here's my thing. Let's leave that behind. Let's also leave behind the feather extensions. Mm, or the sparkle tinsel ones. Yeah, let's not do that anymore. Kesha had mm-hmm. her moment. She let us in for a second. She's dropped it. We all need to drop it. Well, and let's also leave the crackle poof. nails behind the Ooh, the poof is so bad and they sell like the as seen on tv thing to make Bump it easier it. and i'm like leave it <laughs> don't make it easier we reject you no <laughs> uh the cat's eye nails i'm not sure when they came to the party but they need to leave in a taxi mm-hmm. you know the like gel color that like it's a <laughs> stop it you talking about the crackle 
No, it's it's called cat's eye and it starts from like a specific point of color and then it like slightly changes. Google oh. cat's eye nails and okay. assumedly it's not cat eyeballs. It's like a <laughs> okay. spectrum of colors from like a green or a purple. So I will say I've been on top of the couture tracksuit trend because I've kept mine. So like I didn't, I been new personally. She I've been known. So I am leaving her in her dusty grave where she were. <laughs> so uh-huh. other trends. Okay. The 2000s are not just influencing fashion. No. But have also managed to maintain its grip on the cell phone industry. Flip phones are expected to hit the cell phone market again with a smartphone twist. Oh, Samsung is planning to release the Galaxy Z Flip 3. Foldable phone is completely touchscreen. Stupid. You're going to misdial so many people. Unlike the ones from the 2000s and features a touchscreen on the front cover. Why? The phone has three cameras and is priced around $1,300. Another company smelling smelling smartphones. Smell it. And it stinks. They've got the like scratch and sniff feature. It's big with the millennials. Mine's banana. What's yours? (laughs) Mine's orange. So anyway, another company that is also... Sorry, now I can't get the image out of my head. I want to go to a Verizon store, pick up a phone and be like, what flavor is this one? Security. (laughs) So anyway, they are also selling smart flip phones is Motorola, who were the original flip phoners. They were the razors. It's true. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you could tell how cool you were by which color Mm. your razor was. If you had the pink razor over your shorts, you were that bitch. Big in. Big in. Um, And also if you had a silver razor, you probably got your parents' phone. But if you have a colored razor, wow. 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 Those girls are all, those girls are all, they're all in MLMs now, so. They are actually. They all have children and they're hashtag boy or girl moms on MLMs. Yes, yes, yes. So Motorola with its new 5G compatible for those of you who've been vaccinated. Wink. Wait, uh, <laughs> Razor. They're bringing the Razor back. Oh, this phone, that's in a literal museum. That's leave literal. it there. This phone is similar to the Galaxy Z Flip with two touchscreens. However, it's slightly cheaper at $1,199. <laughs> Ooh, save okay. a hundy. Okay. Apple is also rumored to... Get leave. yourself a latte. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, girl. Uh, Apple is also rumored to release a flip phone for the next generation in this series, but nothing has been confirmed. Ooh, intrigue, mystery. And just to tail end this, and then I'll let you react. Another huge trend that could become very popular in 2021 is self-driving cars. Tesla has obviously already developed that technology for autopilot mode, and other companies are following in their footsteps. Apple is planning to partner with Hyundai to enter the automobile industry this Automobile? Automobile? That seemed weird. Audible? Uh, (laughs) They're going to record iPhone books. (laughs) The automobile industry and a self-driving prototype may be available by 2022. So you're going to be talking on your flip phone while your car is driving itself. (laughs) Wow. The dichotomy is unreal. Um, Here's my thing. The whole point of like when the flip phones came out and they replaced the actual giant block cell phones. Like flip phones were not expensive. No. Like they were like, you paid $30 for the phone and then you paid 50 bucks a month for your plan. Yep. Like that was the whole point. So 
the actual like audacity of consumption marketing yeah. to come at me and say like, here's this thing that you paid $30 for back in like 2002. What would you say if we mm, like quad thousand drupal that? How would you feel? Mm, your thoughts. <laughs> so what if we took this tiny computer that we've created that we could sell you for like $400 and we completely inflated the price to the point where you're basically in a chain of debt to us because you can't afford to buy it right out or you have to keep right. a really old one that we create bugs for after a few years and then it flickers on you. Ta-da. Enticed. You're, you're <laughs> so welcome. Like nobody asked we provided. Okay. Also, I just like to point out that like, I would really love Apple to stamp this trend because I wanted to make the joke like ugh, Androiders. Oh yeah. That'd be a way better one if Android did it. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, why would you want a flip phone? You know, and now I will say it is very gratifying to hang up after an argument, but going, no, you can't because there's nine touch. It's a touch screen. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> so so you sort of, when you press it and then you go, like that doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well shoot hang on and then you proceed to try to hang the phone up yeah. listen i'm gonna cue you with my voice i'm dramatically hanging up click <laughs> did it work okay no. i don't get it because like iphone the like actual smartphone it's not really that old as far as technology mm. goes like that was like mid-2000s that the iphone really became a popular thing and that was industry changing you know mm. like and they i i why are we going backwards why mm. for the sake of like antiquity like i for, because some 19 year old was like oh i wish i had been born in the early 90s like shut up mm. i had to get the internet in the mail you don't know <laughs> okay you don't you don't know. know she wasn't there she doesn't get it and a butterfly there, hooks, man. Butterfly no. hooks are also back in. They're everywhere. I and I'm like, I didn't even use them the first time, bro. You need to hop off the bandwagon. I, for a cutesy moment, like, I don't care. But my thing is, like, my issue with trends, and Tan France of Queer Eye has said this, like, fashion should not be about trends. Fashion is purely a form of self-expression. Yeah. So I don't care what era your clothing is from, as long as you feel comfortable in them and you feel that they portray who you are. So... Mm-hmm. The whole idea of trends is so archaic to me because they, they're going to go away is the whole point. They're going to be gone. I'm very into puff sleeves. And I had like a little thought process with myself because I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be weird in a couple of years. And I was like, actually, puff sleeves have been a thing throughout the centuries. Every single century has had a puff sleeve mm-hmm. moment even into the 19th and 20th centuries. And I'm like, you know what? You're just a classic modernist, you little cutie. And I don't remember who, but someone pointed out, I think it might've been Meg, that if you're wearing trendy clothing, you're behind the trends because you're wearing what someone else has set for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's so true because someone has already been like, what if we tried this? And like, so like early- for spring- Groundbreaking. groundbreaking so let's say like back in maybe the 80s when like you know the AIDS pandemic was going on mm-hmm. and it was like and like gay rights really starting to become a conversation topic like New York City was a hotbed for a lot of gay clubs and they were secret and you had to hide it and so many trends were born of that because mm-hmm. they were truly expressing themselves as they were like so you have the um I want what are they called 
party monster kids. And so this was like a group, a very famous like group of cross-dressers, trans, gay, like all LGBTQ kinds of people. And they wore these insane outfits because they were like trying to make a statement and trying to stand out, which is what society was trying, the opposite of what they were trying to do to them. They were like, repress, repress, repress. And they were like, never. And so to me, if you're like following trends for the sake of trends, you're now like kind of going backwards on what people who created these crazy looks were trying to do in the first place. So moral of the story, wear whatever you want with no regard whatsoever to what era it came from, what TikTokers are doing, what your favorite celebrities are doing. Like, who cares? And just ignore those people at work who ask, why do you look so nice? Because I wanted to. I like a bell sleeve, Jessica. Bishop sleeves are flattering on my figure. So (laughs) anyway, yeah. And a lot of trends are not flattering to my figure. And Mm -hmm. I have learned my figure over time. So I'm not going to wear something that doesn't flatter me Mm-mm. as uh, someone else said i should do it like that, is, that i left that emma in 2008 so 2008 girl oh moment so. so last little chunk here 2021 is sure to bring many changes to the lifestyles of millions of americans just americans 2021 isn't going to change anybody else's life one trend that has become increasingly popular is multifunctional furniture which is furniture that serves more than one purpose in case you didn't know the word multifunctional. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Some people tell me everything. <laughs> beds that easily convert into a desk or sofa with tons of storage underneath. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a desk that converts into a bed, personally. That's crazy. Such <laughs> furniture is widely used by people renting tiny apartments in big cities who has literally need to make use of every square inch. Not only is it practical, but it can easily fit into one's aesthetic and serves as a feature piece in a room. I don't know if it serves as a feature piece. The Murphy bed is a Murphy bed, but okay. Mm-hmm. So I would say multifunctional furniture is just smart. I, I think in general, if you have a static space, you're less likely to use multifunctional furniture unless it's like a tiny house, just because you know that you're going to be there for a longer period of time. But when you're renting, I think it makes total sense that you would be gravitating towards things that serve more than one use because Mm -hmm. in your next place, you might have less space or more space. And so it lets you expand without having to repurchase. Mm -hmm. Like in my scenario, I would never buy a sectional because like, it's just going to take up space. I have a stage in your life. There's no need for no need. I have a trundle, which means that like, I have a sitting area and I also have two beds if I need Mm -hmm. them. And it's proven to be quite useful. And I could, I consider that multifunctional, multiple, multiple, multi, whoa, multifunction. (sighs) I've branded so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. No, uh, uh, but I, I wouldn't say I have a ton of pieces like that because my apartment is decently sized. So like the mm-hmm. trundle makes sense because I don't have a second bedroom. So I need an mm-hmm. extra space for people to sleep. But like, I still have a chest of drawers. I still have a gentleman's cabinet. I, like, I, I will say I have a clothes rack, which kind of helps. So I, I don't know if that's multifunctional, but it's an extra piece that I use. So I don't understand why this is considered a trend other than I think that it just wasn't a thought because everyone could afford homes back in like the seventies and eighties. So you didn't need to make use of every single space in your house and then i think it's less of a trend and more just a necessity that has evolved over time because of an influx in population and uh gentrification so amen that's how i feel and i will say post-pandemic i think 
that it will absolutely affect the way that we consider work home balance. Mm -hmm. Cause I think a lot of jobs that previously you had to go into the office for are now, I, I think almost everybody would say are now going to be okay. Actually I can work from home. Do I need to go into the office? Do I want to go into an office? Can I do my job remotely and still deliver the same quality of work? Mm -hmm. Is there a need to interact with my coworkers on a daily basis? I think there will be a lot more evaluative steps that companies and employees take in the future. So I think having a home office will be one of those things that is really, really crucial. Like here we were, were looking for a house and one of the places that we went to, the realtor was telling us like almost every person who buys a home now is asking for a home office. And it makes total sense where, you know, two years ago, you don't really care if you had a home office, you cared if you had like room for a treadmill or right. your dining room space. Mm-hmm. But now it's very much so like, do I have a multifunctional space in mm-hmm. my home for working from home that is not my living room or my dining room table? Because a lot mm-hmm. of people here, especially had to just, and I know in the States too. Yeah, uh, I, I would, you know, that thought is like, it's an interesting one, because I think offices or companies rather are going to save money now because they can downsize their office space because yeah. now they viably can work, have employees work from home. So now like, it's really a win-win, you know, depending on how you look at it. And it opens up a lot more of the workforce because location basing is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And so if you can have high caliber employees who don't have to move across the country, it just immediately opens up your option pool. So instead mm-hmm. of, okay, I can only advertise jobs in 50 you know, feet of Manhattan (laughs) versus like, oh, actually I can advertise this job across the country and they can work remotely. Yeah. So it's a good idea. I really, I I would continue looking for a job in the city personally, because I really love to go to an office. I don't really feel super productive working from home, but I will say that they're all over the city. There are places where you can rent an office space for the day. Yeah. And a lot of like internet cafes are becoming more and more Mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. I think Starbucks has done a good job of capitalizing on this naturally by just building in like workspace, but a lot of cafes are too small for like you to sit at a table the whole day, unless you're constantly ordering things, which most people can't afford to do. Mm -hmm. But internet cafes are becoming a thing again, where it's just Wi-Fi, and our entire purpose is just to shelter you. Which is funny because that's a definite 90s trend. Yep. For good reason. But it was you because know. computers were fixed right. in that location. Yeah. But it's funny to me because that's a trend that like one of the few returning trends that I can really get behind because it serves an actual function. You yeah. know, it's not like, well, I saw Lady Gaga wear legged, like wide legged pants once. So it's very I Regina George. I knew you were going there. and flip flops. So, so I, I got, got I got pants and flip flops. That's what, that's what all of you sound like. Oh, I just want you to know. And because we did it, we get it. Of course we did it. Every generation does this. You're not special. Let's just get that through our heads now. You're going to look you back. The one that I can't stand is board shorts. Ugh. They've never really gone fully away, but they're fully coming back. Listen, guys, you're going to look back in 10 years, much like Hannah and I do now. And you're going to be like, I can't believe I wore that. Luckily for us, no one documented it. <laughs> Your lives are all over. We're the only ones. You're stuck oh. forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's how I feel about those trends. Wear what you want. Whatever makes you feel good is the moral of the story. And if you're going to get a self-driving car, make oh, sure right, right, to right. test it. Um, that <laughs> one, I just think is, I don't know if it's unrealistic. I just think it's irresponsible. It's really 1984E. I just don't know that you can, it's not, it's not fail safe. It can never be fail safe. Truly, totally. Right. Like, 
I get there's a lot of like human error that needs to go into consideration with drive, like distracted drivers, like drunk driving. It would be great to make that obsolete. Like, I'd love that, mm. but I don't know. I just don't see, I mean, I see it, you know, with here and there, I don't see it becoming the norm for a very long time, but people thought that about, you know, a lot of different things that have happened. So maybe this is like really socialistic of me, but I'm thinking to myself, if you can afford to buy a self-driving car, if you're trying that hard to not drive yourself to work, take public transportation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let me book a self-driving took, car for you. It's called you know a taxi. how long it took to build the underground? Like, use it. Just take use it. it. Just take it. I will say, I think it would be better in the States than in Europe because of the driving discrepancies. So like some States don't even require driver education courses to be completed before you take your test. Mm -hmm. So I think it would reduce the deaths in the States by a good amount Mm -hmm. to not have people driving cars only because of the disparate levels of training. But I think in most places, it's just a needless luxury. I mean, electronic cars have been out for quite some time and we don't see that being the major trend amongst drivers, you know? Yeah, I think like Volvo's entire fleet is going electric by the time it's like 2022 or 2024, but they're going all electric. Mm -hmm. And I personally am excited for that. I will probably buy a hybrid for my next car. Obviously, I'm in my current car for many moons, but, you know, five, six Mm -hmm. years down the line when I looked to buy a car, I'd like to buy a hybrid or an electric car. Yeah, I'd love to not have to pay for now. (laughs) It's the charging points. So like, instead of self-driving cars, let's invest in like sustainable charging points that we can put everywhere. Yeah. And let's make it so that as many gas stations there are, there are that many charging stations and make that the trend that we go towards, you know, like, because that's what, like, what makes me the most nervous about driving an electronic car is like, well, what if I die somewhere that not me personally, what if my car dies or me, who can say, who can say? <laughs> maybe I died because my car died on the highway and there were no charging stations nearby. Like, yeah. and so I feel like it, you're limited with that kind of car right now, which is the issue. Like there's only so many places you can go. So yeah. Prioritizing that as an environmental issue is really important. Quite. Global warming, climate change. It's real. Oh, Stay attention. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's all I've got for our chitty chat. Um, same oddly. So, okay. Well, um, we're like so happy you guys joined us. This will be a video episode. I know they're kind of long because I try to keep as much content as possible in the video so that you have more incentive towards All of the video. Space. Everything All out of it. Because like, I don't want it to be where you listen to the podcast episode and then you choose to watch the video and you hear the exact same thing. You know, like I want to have some variety. So I try to keep as many um mistakes in as possible to make it more like humanistic relatable blah 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 little little and on that note i'm hannah i am emma what's the tape